Welcome to Finding a Way. I'm your host, Evie Toombs, Parish Ojumpa, Invisible Illness Ambassador, author and international public speaker. We knew this series needed to be special, so I wanted to start with a bang. Our first guest for this episode is the perfect person to kick things off. She has won a Woman of the Future Sport Award in 2017, a Sunday Times Sportswoman of the Year Grassroots Award in 2018, and has founded the Mintridge Foundation. Today's guest is Alex Wallace. Oh, hi, Evie. Thank you so much for having me on. And that was one incredible introduction. So I have a lot to live up to now. Um, and I'm very honoured to be one of your very first guests on this podcast. Oh, no, thank you so much for joining me. So I kind of wanted to start at the very start with you and your hockey days, if that was OK. Yes, absolutely. And that's sort of a really significant part of my life and where I am now. So how did you first come to love hockey and what was your journey with hockey? So I am, um, I've always been a massive, uh, a massive sports fan. Um, that's been um, sort of run into me through my whole family. Um, we live and breathe all types of sport. Um, so it's no surprise really that um, I fell into, fell into a team sport um, at a very early age. Um, I was fortunate enough that when I was six, um, a local hockey club came to our primary school um, and I picked up a stick and I completely fell in love with the game. Um, and from then on in, um, I think my aspirations very early on were that I wanted to play for England and that was that was the dream. Um, so I was playing week in, week out. Um, I went through the system. I was playing for club. Then I went through to the Cambridgeshire County team and then on to the East Regional team. And this whole time I, I just I lived and breathed it and I wanted to I wanted to play um, all day, every day, um, which looking back now, and I'll go on to later, was actually a detriment to me um, later on. Um, and, and, and one of the biggest reasons behind the support that we give young people with Mintridge. Um, but uh, throughout this whole time, I was Alex the hockey player to everyone. Um, and everyone knew that I wanted to go on to play for England. And sort of that became this expectation upon myself um, and that I felt others had for me as well and I was um, asked to go to the England trials at under 16 so everything I had been working towards um, and I finally managed to get there but once that letter had come through and I'd had that initial wow this is where I'm going um, then panic set in and I put an huge amount of pressure on myself um in terms of wanting to achieve when I got there and that pressure um was huge was a huge disadvantage to me and um when I arrived I'd almost talked myself out of it thinking that I wasn't good enough before I'd even stepped on the pitch and um, I remember looking around thinking there's so many girls here that are so much better than me what am I doing here I had complete imposter syndrome which so many young girls face across sport business education so many things and and in turn I didn't get selected and I know that that was just because of the mental side rather than the, the hockey side, I think, because, of course, I was good enough to be there. Um, I just wasn't aware of it, wasn't aware of um, that at the time. And following on from that, I completely fell out of love with hockey 
and I was now playing because I had to not because I wanted to and my biggest love of all became my worst enemy which is just awful to think about um and it it breaks my heart that I you know something that I lived and breathed could could actually turn into turn into that um sort of negativity and I really struggled with my mental health after that because I was Alex the hockey player to everyone but now I was Alex the hockey player that didn't really like playing hockey and I really had to think about that and really look and and understand myself a bit more and and that's really the biggest thing behind Mintridge and, and the reasons behind why we have created that because from meeting other people in other sports I'm not the only person that went through something quite similar um, and I wanted to know that people are there to support support young people and you know those 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 people that have been chosen are role models they're athletes that have been in a very similar situation they've been there they've done that they've got the scars and they can help young people cope so much better um I just think it was something that was very much lacking when I was growing up which is really changing and that narrative around uh, around support system on and off the pitch is changing um and that is through incredible role models that we now have um I now I'm now at a stage where I'm always a hockey girl I'll be a hockey girl through and through um but I don't play anymore but I coach but I'm much happier in myself in terms of where I am on that journey um it's taken a long time to get there um definitely but um I'm there now and and I'm loving where we are and I look back with my hockey um with the most fond memories um and I know now as well, that another thing that I've learned is that I, I'm almost grateful for what happened with that England trial that I didn't mm. get selected mm. um, because one, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, which I am at my happiest. Um, and that is the, the work that we do at the Mintridge Foundation. Uh, but two, it made, me, it made me learn about myself so much more that I, I never would have done if, I, if everything had been plain sailing and I'd continue to make every team and get selected for every team. So that was a huge learning for me and that failure is just feedback. It was hard for me yeah. to think at the time. Yeah. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course, at the time, everything's a lot harder, yes. isn't it? But I suppose that's that's a link for everyone. We all have goals and something we want to achieve. But it's when, I mean, how many of us actually reach that pinnacle point, say like getting selected for Team GB or, you know, reaching that very top of the mountain point. Whereas if we're able to place a value almost on the enjoyment of what we're doing, it's a lot easier to succeed if that's your main goal. Oh, absolutely. And you'll be happier within yourself. I think something that I'm still continually trying to instill upon myself is being happy in the present. Uh, and as uh, as a sports person, that's very hard to do because you're constantly looking at that world championships. You'll constantly be, I need to get that gold medal. I need to get that World Cup whatever it might be that actually if you're not enjoying the journey and just the destination uh, be prepared for more cheesy quotes throughout this by the way <laughs> um, <laughs> then then what's what is the point in it and what is that purpose and again something we're really striving for everyone to realize through the mentoring at the Mintridge Foundation you know it, it is that happiness it is that happiness in the day-to-day and you know, if you're not happy when you're trying to get there, then you're definitely not going to be happy when you're there. 
No, I completely agree with you on that. I think that's fantastic. So tell me more about how you went from, of course, this huge deflation with not being selected for the hockey team and really struggling with your mental health. How did you feel at that point, at that really low point? I think it's, um, it's again, something that's taken a really long time to fully understand and appreciate. And I remember thinking at the time that I was really low and we definitely didn't have the discussions around mental health and the openness that we are really um, getting towards now but um back in 2006 um when those trials happened and Mm -hmm. um I remember thinking to myself well I feel a bit depressed but I can't be depressed over something something like sport you know I had friends that had lost family members they had in my opinion at the time real issues going on and hockey isn't a real issue for your mental health and um and so it took me a really long time to actually understand what what and how I was feeling. And so for the next sort of, I would say, four years, um, I was plodding along. But deep down, there were there was the underlying element of um, disappointment and, and sadness, I think, um, and a loss of identity, um, which again it's so stupid of me to think that because there is so much more to Alex um Pask than uh, than Alex the hockey player um and I just failed to appreciate that at the time and it really wasn't until sort of four years later it all came out and again something is um is insignificant in the grand scheme of things but it was um something um to do with a, a breakup with a boyfriend that actually made everything come out and for it all to hit the surface that it actually forced me um to to look at what what was actually was wrong and and where this sadness was coming from and and that's when uh you know these deep-rooted concerns around my lack of identity anymore came out and and it's from then really that I started on this journey to creating Mintridge to ensure that you know, others didn't didn't have that and and understood that these are all learnings in our life and it's not just failure, um, which I just wish I'd known a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the big thing from that is also that you don't need to justify your mental health with a big reason why you're struggling or anything like that. And sometimes it can just be that it's a bit like the weather. It just oh, is, yes, exactly. And it's, you know, there's lots of catchphrases out there. It's okay not to be okay. But, and, you know, there's a lot of talk around opening up now. Well, that's, that's fine. And I really appreciate people opening up, but sometimes, and I, I'm definitely a, um, a true example of this. I didn't know what I needed to open up about because I wasn't completely sure in myself what was making me feel like this. So it's more around, rather than mental health um, it's around mental fitness making it more of a positive connotation we all have it and we all need to look after it just as we do our physical Um, and just getting that ingrained in young people much earlier um, to as you say because it will change it you know we will have good days we will have bad days like the weather um, which we seem to be having as well at the moment Um, beautiful November <laughs> in the UK um, and yes as I say it's it's just getting that understanding and and uh, reacting to it you know acknowledging those feelings and and moving forward 
So, of course, you've managed to slowly kind of process all of this information and these emotions that have built up over four years. How did the idea of the Mintridge Foundation then come about? I believe it has something to do with the wonderful Marilyn. Oh, we can't pick her up anymore. She gets picked up all the time. But yes, it was. <laughs> and mm. it was the wonderful, inspirational, empowering Miss Okoro. Um, and I will forever be so grateful for her believing in this little idea by a little, little some somebody from uh, Northamptonshire. Um, and it all came about from I was fortunate enough in my last role um, to be seconded to the uh, Glasgow Commonwealth Games where I was working in the Team England Clubhouse, where I was essentially a fangirl uh, for two uh, which for anyone that knows me knows that I get starstruck very easily. So um, it was my perfect opportunity to be in my happy place. And it was there that I met Marilyn. And she would come into the clubhouse every day, we'd sign her in. She'd be sort of running in, probably done about a 10 mile warm up. Um, didn't work. I was going to say, should we explain who Marilyn is actually for anyone yes, that so, doesn't uh, Marilyn know. is an Olympic medalist um, in the 4 by 400 metres and an 800 metre runner. Um, so, yeah, she is she, she's, she's pretty she's pretty fast, pretty quick on, on the old athletics. But to me, um, when I think of Marilyn, I don't think of her as the athlete. I think of her as the warm, wonderful, um, welcoming human being that she is. And that is really where this story goes to and that you know, she'd come in every every day to the clubhouse and I remember thinking, wow, this is really cool. Like an Olympian stopping in and, and chatting to me and asking about my day. And I was like, no, 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 I'm the one that's meant to be asking you. You're the one that's this, you know, person I only see on the television. Um, and that's where I really, really got me thinking that, wow, you know, she is just a human. She is just like the rest of us. Um, how can I um, create that access that I was so fortunate to receive how can I create that and um, bridge that gap between young people and elite athletes so it does feel more achievable to get there um, in a way that it didn't for me and following on from that I after the um, the Commonwealth Games I I found her email this is when I was still trying to understand the world of Twitter and then how that works um, so I found her email just searching on Google and um, got in touch and, and she came straight back when I told her this this little idea that I had and uh, she she said sign me up straight away and it's because of her and having that belief that we've able to grow in the way that we have done um, and I will forever be grateful to her for that and uh, it's it's just amazing to see how invested she still is in the charity all these years later and and how she still lives and breathes it as well, which is, is wonderful. I love that. And I think it's a true testament to how powerful it is to have people that believe in you or people that want to see you do well and spending your time Absolutely. with people like and that. I think, yeah, I love to surround myself with positivity and, and Marilyn is exactly that. And when I, when I share more about Mintridge and what we do here at the charity with... Um, with other people that haven't necessarily heard about it before I think they often think oh well surely the athletes are just turning up for an appearance fee or and it, it isn't that it isn't that and, it, and if I had that I wouldn't have created the family and and we wouldn't have been gaining the traction that we have done because as you say it, it is important for to for everyone to be invested in what they're delivering and 
um, and to be moving forward with that. So, yes, we uh, I think the world needs more Marilyn's and more Evie's for that matter in this world. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of after that, your mission became to set up the Mint Ridge Foundation and get top athletes and inspiring athletes into schools to speak to children and to get their message out there and support them on their journeys into sport and things like that encouraging that did anyone ever think you were crazy or doubt you or oh, did you I even always doubt yourself doubt myself all the time and I think again it goes back to having the people like Marilyn around you having that that backup I guess and and the people pushing you that you know you can throw these ideas around with and um, yeah, there were definitely examples of people that, that didn't believe in it. And um, I'm so supportive of my family, particularly um, my parents who, you know, my dad is a serial entrepreneur. And I think that has allowed me to see and achieve and know that it's possible to achieve. And I've never, when people say you're so brave, I don't, I don't see myself as brave because to me it, it's just normal. Um, but I really struggled in the early days, particularly being a female um, with, with people doubting what we're doing. Um, and um, there's a few examples that I'll give, but I think just, just on from that, I think as soon as I've got over the initial anger and annoyance about people doubting me, that only drives me to want to do better and, and succeed more. And I think that's definitely the competitive edge in me. Um, <laughs> I, think, I love that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you have to want to do it yourself and you can't just do it um, because of how other people are reacting, which it has to be. It has to come from within. It has to be intrinsic. Um, but that's not to say a little a little fire in the belly from some negativity, which I definitely experienced um, early on, ha has definitely helped and, and, and move forward. And um, just going back to my dad being a supporter, I think a lot of people misinterpreted that support early on. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I can't, I can't be seen to have been having all this support from my dad. And, and I was really embarrassed by that. I didn't want people to think that I wasn't capable of doing it on my own. And then um, someone said to me, yes, but you've chosen to give with that support. You haven't just taken. And I think it was only at that, with that comment mm. that, that something changed and clicked inside me. I like, absolutely, how stupid would I be if I didn't take advantage? And and I haven't looked back since. And um, yeah, just use those those negativities. And, and as Marilyn would say, the power of no um, to really, really push me forward. Yes, completely. And it has done. I mean, you've achieved some incredible things. Talking about what the Mintridge Foundation do how many children have you now reached oh yes it was since, so proud of this since 2015 um we've reached uh, just over 56,000 young people across the whole of the UK um which we're so proud um, of um but I think it's so much more than just numbers and and sort of the qualitative impact of of what we've done and I think the way our programs work we have a school visit followed by one-on-one -on -one support for students afterwards with that athlete and they get six months of access where you can really make a difference and you can have real impact um, which is sometimes um, not achieved when we're just trying to, to boost the numbers so actually yes that means that we can't reach as many people when it's one-on-one -on -one, but the 
the impact that we have is so much greater which I love seeing and that's really what gets me up in the morning you know especially in times like we're in at the moment um with the crazy world that is 2020 um I think just reassuring and 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 looking back on on that really helps me drive forward I think that's fantastic and as you say spending those six months with an athlete must be a complete game changer for young children to really excel themselves but also I would imagine after those six months they're able to then voice what the Mintridge Foundation and what the athlete has taught them to other people so it probably spreads much more than 56,000 although that yes, is an incredible yeah, number it's, it's well. impacting the families it's impacting their peer group um, and and that's what we want to ensure you know that these and and when we say the impact it's having that could be anything it could be it could be something happening on the sports field but it could be um with something happening at home it could be confidence self-esteem whatever it might be I think that's the power of sport and the power of role models and what that has which is brilliant and um, I think it's always interesting to think that a lot of the time these messages that the athletes are giving are exactly the same that um, that the teachers are giving and the parents and carers are giving but the fact it's coming from an, an athlete with a GB tracksuit on and lots of medals around the neck I think it makes it sink in in a very different way that makes young people particularly but everybody uh, sit up and listen. <laughs> Yeah, well, no one <laughs> listens to their mum. I'm telling you, I that. still don't. And my mum also competes in show jumping and things like that. And she can go and win a class and then try and give me advice for when I compete. <laughs> and I still won't take it. So, uh, yeah, you need to hear it from someone oh, that you look up to and aspire to. to. Uh, I think back to my driving lessons with my mum. No, she was always wrong, even though she was the one that had the license and I didn't. <laughs> so true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I'd love to scream a little bit about the award you've won for the incredible work and achievements you've done with the Mintridge. So tell me more about the awards and what they've also meant wow. for you now, this is, I always find it funny now, the confidence I have talking about the awards, because I think that just shows the difference in, in self-belief um, and the difference and something that I really lacked back at those um, England uh, hockey trials. And actually, you know, it's particularly for females it's um our uh, our instinct is to shy away from talking about our achievements and it's something that I've really had to look at and help develop within myself but now I'm really happy to shout about it and I can bore you for hours about um the wonderful evening I had particularly at the Sunday Times uh, Sportsman of the um, Year Awards um when I was um fangirling uh, Miss Dina Asher-Smith. Uh, so um, the Women of the Future Awards has mm-hmm. has just, uh, it, it completely changed my outlook. And, and going back to before that, I was really sort of doubting where I was, like we were saying earlier. And it was almost that, that the, something that I needed at that time to really push me forward and know that I was doing the right thing. And I think um, and quite poetically, I think it uh, it was the same day as our 100th programme um, for Mintridge that the awards were on. And um, I was able to, to, to win that award alongside Dr. Sarah Leiter that day, which was incredible. And, and I think I put 
I, I call it the England cap that I never received. Um, and it was, it was that little, little part of me that had been missing. And, um, I just, it just gave me that confidence to know that what we were achieving was right. And it, the women of the future is an incredible organization that has opened so many doors, um, for the charity as a whole, but also for, for my personal growth. And it and it, it's built on kindness and collaboration as a network, and that's their aims and ambitions. And I just think that is something that needs to be instilled in so many people that is often forgotten, particularly in organisations. So um, I am forever grateful. I feel like there's a lot of people I'm grateful for, um, to to Pinky Lilani, who founded the, the awards. Um, and I'm still very much involved with the network now. Um, but no, I definitely enjoyed enjoy that award ceremony a lot. <laughs> I think that's fantastic yes. oh, to hear. Yeah, no, I, lo- I loved it. And uh, yeah, have the trophies now proudly, proudly shining, um, shining in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So if you were in another setback in your life, what would your advice be to other people to help move forward? It's, it is, it is hard for anyone to fully appreciate it when they're in that moment. And um, it's hard to, to take on advice from other people. But what I would just keep repeating is that failure is just feedback and it will enable you to grow, whether that's within that same goal or will, will allow you to stand back and assess everything. Um, it would it would teach you about yourself and uh, and so much more, which is very easy for me to sit here and say um, when someone's actually in, in amongst that situation themselves. But, you know, we, we look at, we take um, Olympic athletes, for example, we see them every four years on our screen for, say, 10, 20 seconds in their race. And we see them get that that gold medal um, or that, that silver wherever they come. And actually what we don't see are the setbacks. Uh, we, see the in, we don't see the injury. We don't see the loss of funding. We don't see the fallout with coaches. Um, and, I, and I think, again, it's just you know, reiterating what we do here at Mintridge is that everyone goes through it, no matter who you are, no matter how much you've achieved, everyone has experienced setbacks in their life. Um, and it's just to remind ourselves of that and, and to know that you're, you're learning um, when, when, you're, when you're going through it. I think that's fantastic. And I suppose if you haven't been through a setback in your life, get in touch because (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're not human. Um, And I'd love to hear from you. But no, so now we go to our quick fire round of questions that I'll be shooting to all of the guests. You are the first person to have it. They're lighthearted and I'm hoping you'll be okay with them. So are you ready? (laughs) Lovely. Okay. Something goes wrong. Oh, How do you well, cheer yourself up? Well, it depends on the situation, but in a lot of cases, I think I would go and have a glass of wine with my nana. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. What is something you okay, cannot well, I think do? I would say I cannot relax, but I think my husband and my family would say that I cannot sing as much as that pains me. I cannot sing and I probably cannot cook. <laughs> brilliant when are you most when motivated I, um i know 
the impact that we are having and that we are making a difference that's what that's what gets me out of bed in the morning name one thing you've learned the failure is just perceived it isn't actually a thing through uh, my hockey story I really love that actually yeah definitely favorite quote oh, well, or piece it goes of back advice you again um she said at the very first event that I went to with women of the future um to find something that is more important than you and devote your life to it and I hope that's what I'm doing uh with Mintridge I think that's fantastic and I, <laughs> and I think it's important that I really can relate that to anything or any anything that anyone has a passion for uh, oh completely yeah. definitely okay oh, there's goodness. a film about you oh What's dear um, I've always felt like um I mean I'm sorry this is a quick fire round it's not very quick fire. you know how Adele everyone just knows who you're talking about Adele wouldn't it be cool if it was just Alex and everyone knew that's very self-indulgent isn't it <laughs> fantastic um, I'll have to think about that one <laughs> no I think that's brilliant actually and yes. of course yes everyone knows who Adele is right last Last one. There's a spider in your house. Do you set it free or kill it? Answer honestly, <laughs> or I will be in touch with your family oh, members God, to, to ask. Dislike me. Um, I think. Well, I'm not scared of spiders, so I, I would. Would I set it free or kill it? I'd set it free. I'd set it free. I think. <laughs> mm, you're a good person. I'll give you that one. <laughs> so. Thank you so much for coming. I think this episode has really opened my eyes to the fact that setbacks can lead to success, especially when you're able to learn from your setbacks. And although they're awful at the time, there is always a way to grow yes, out absolutely. of them. It and might I just, suppose you'd you agree with that. not realise it at the time, and it might take a few years to fully understand that, as for me, you know, it, it was 2006 that I had that that setback and it didn't really take me until 2015 to realise what that was for and, and why, why it happened to me. Definitely. So I'll find a way, not an excuse for this week, is definitely finding the success during setbacks. Thank you so much for joining me for the first episode of Finding a Way. I'll be back next Monday, but for now, you can visit the Mintridge Foundation's website, their social media, and find out more about what they're doing whilst meeting their athletes too. Until next time, you can get in touch with me on social media. Tell me what you've thought of this first episode, if there's anyone you want to hear in future episodes and also maybe what you learned from this episode too but in the meantime stay safe and I'll see you next Monday